0: Welcome to Franchise Voice from the International Franchise Association. I'm Jack Munson and joining me today is the CEO of Propelled Brands, Catherine Monson. Propelled Brands is a multi-brand franchise which includes Fast Signs, nerds to go My Salon Suite, and Salon Plaza. Catherine is also the past chairwoman of the International Franchise Association and one of my favorite people to chat franchising with. How are you today, Catherine?
1: jack i am doing just fantastic and you are one of my favorite people to chat with do you think we need to tell people we're really not brother and sister we have the same and we're not married
0: right well we, we can
1: last name but we're unrelated
0: we could let them keep guessing but uh oh as, i just blew as, it. as i always say we're you're not actually part of my biological family you're far too cool To be part of my (laughs) biological family. So I appreciate
1: that compliment.
0: It's amazing to look at a calendar and think that it's been just about, maybe a little more than three years since the world changed, business changed, small business changed, franchising definitely changed in March of 2020. So um, I really wanted to chat with you today about, you know, looking back. In the rearview mirror, we hope. Um, I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about where franchising and, and business in the U.S. is right now. What are some of your initial reflections on on where we are today versus where we have been for the past three years as things are sort of getting further and further in the rearview mirror?
1: Well, I think it's really important to always reflect on and learn from the past, And as I think about the three years and two weeks from today's recording session, when uh, the United States shut down, as I remember that was Sunday, March 15th of 2020, and to think of the kinds of actions that we took at Fast Signs that then became Propelled Brands by September, that the actions we took at the International Franchise Association to protect our members, to protect our franchisors, to protect our fr- their franchisees, to protect our suppliers. I think it's really important to reflect on that and keep track of it because I think as an association, the IFA learned a bunch from that pandemic. I certainly know as an executive, I learned a bunch. And it really comes down to how to act quickly and decisively in the case of any kind of crisis. Uh, most crises don't last three years or two years or one year, depending on what state you're in, or a few months, if depending on what state you are, like Florida or Texas. But um, the fact that leaders need to learn to respond quickly and decisively. And then the biggest lesson that I have is the power of networks. Uh, Very often for me, that's a franchise network. Very often for the International Franchise Association, that is all of their members and their members franchisees. But the power of those networks to then respond together and amplify the benefit is, I just think, really, really powerful. And I think it's so great that I'm not wearing a mask anywhere now and (laughs) uh, plan to never do it again. Yes,
0: I'm I'm right there with you and and uh, I totally agree about the power of networks. You know, even in the in the height in the peak of the pandemic and the and the lockdown, I feel like we were still talking to each other, you and I and some of our other colleagues and friends just as often as if we were at all of those great events in Las Vegas and Atlanta and all of those places where we typically see our, our colleagues in our franchise family because we we didn't just give up because we weren't traveling. We, we jumped on Zoom calls and we, we seemed to be checking in on each other via text and social media a lot more than uh, most people were maybe before the pandemic. So um, I think the power of networks is something that maybe was one bright spot. In all of that lockdown, that uh, people actually grew their networks and and made some pretty strong bonds throughout that. Not that I'd want to do it again, uh, but I do
1: not want to do it again at all. <laughs> but I speaking, speaking I have... of
0: doing it again, I, <laughs> no! I like I, well, I, I like that you said um, crisis, and I think too many people are constantly looking at what's the next pandemic or the next virus or the next healthcare scare. Um, But I think you see it a little broader that a crisis that could affect a small business isn't just something healthcare related, right? We're we're now looking at a recession or-
1: A credit crisis or a banking crisis or war spilling over beyond where it is today in uh, Ukraine. So I absolutely see it as- The COVID-19 pandemic was a crisis. Uh, It was longer than most. Uh, And how we as a franchisor and most importantly as the International Franchise Association responded, I think is just great leadership. And as I think about any time there's a crisis, because I think that's what's important, is how do we as leaders learn from the three years ago to make sure we're well prepared for any crisis in the future, not just a health crisis, is... know what what do we do as leaders we get together more often we get the team together more often Uh, we have always done um, what we used to call connect with Catherine uh, conference calls every six eight weeks with the fast signs network we went weekly I was having standing huddles with my entire team here uh, some video some in person every morning Didn't have to be long. Here's what we learned yesterday. Here's what we're doing today. Here's what we're doing tomorrow. The International Franchise Association Board of Directors, we, for a time, were having every other week meetings. The Finance Committee of the International uh, Franchise Association, we're having weekly meetings to make sure that we maintained a financially sound association. So I think step one of a crisis is that leadership needs to be a visible, apparent, regular Daily, weekly, your team needs to know that you're immediately available. And then we have to share what we've learned. And some of that learning comes from our team members, our franchisees, fellow franchisors. Uh, It's that network working together for the good of the entire group.
0: And does that network then extend to all of your brands and all of the franchisees from those brands? And what are you doing to help prepare those folks for Let's let's start with just with the recession. If there will or there won't be one, what are we doing to help those folks prepare?
1: You're exactly right on that. We have been in all of our brands. Let's let's go back a year, year and a half ago when inflation first started to tick up above the typical two percent a year level. We were educating, reminding, cajoling. Our franchisees that they had better watch their costs, manage the ones that you can, but raise your prices. It was critical that you don't become a non-profit business because you didn't raise your prices. Uh, And we were very successful, Uh, certainly in the Fast Signs network. we're, We're seeing some good price increases in the last 12 months for the My Salon Suite to make sure that those franchisees are financially sound and also inert to go. And um, some of us, I am not a pessimist. You really need to know I am not a pessimist, but I also think it's important to watch trends. And so I have been concerned about entering a recession for about a year now. And so I have been consistently educating our franchisees and our brand presidents have been educating our franchisees on being prepared for a recession, managing cash, really managing accounts receivable, uh, m- reducing any expense you can build up your current ratio and your quick ratio on your balance sheet. So you have plenty of cash if business does slow down. Um, and I will tell you that, you know, the day after um, Silicon Valley Bank closed, uh, was shut down, I suppose, is was, was taken over is probably the right term. Um, we had a, an email out to all of our franchisees that said, just refresh your memory on the FDIC rules. And we're not asking you to, telling you to make a run on your bank. but if you have more than an aggregate by ownership group of more than $250,000, you ought to be thinking about how you're going to protect yourself because you think about some of the customers of Silicon Valley Bank had, millions, fives and $10 million at that bank. And are they lucky that the federal government said we're going to protect all depositors, all amounts, rather than what we've all been all been grown to know or learned that it's rather than the $250,000 that we've all known about for years. And the reality is that cannot be done continually. There is not enough money in the United States government, in the banking system, in the world to cover those kinds of over $250,000 per entity ownership group.
0: So are you telling uh people within your network that it's time to not have all of your eggs in one basket because the 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 bank bailouts right. might happen once or twice but it won't happen 10 times.
1: Right. And I think it's probably wisdom to be diversified regardless, but sometimes we become complacent when things are good and so right. that That was a reminder, hey guys, this is how it works. And so just be thoughtful. And if it makes more sense to spread that around a little bit, go ahead and do that because that's called wisdom.
0: Back to Franchise Voice in a moment after this word from Benetrends Financial.
2: Hi, this is Rocco Fiorentino, CEO of Benetrends Financial. Over four decades ago, our founder, Lynn Fisher created the Rainmaker program which allows any individual to use their retirement funds to purchase a business tax-deferred and penalty-free. Since then, nothing has been more sacred to our team than the honor and responsibility that goes with serving the franchise industry. As this year's preferred partner of the International Franchise Association, our focus at Benetrends is to support our franchisor partners in new and creative ways to provide quick and efficient funding for their franchisees. This year, Entrepreneur Magazine recognized Benetrends as the number one finance partner in the industry. And our team is excited and proud to be ranked among the best in franchising. Learn more now at Benatrends.com
0: I like the idea that you're not a pessimist. I think most of us in franchising are not pessimists or we wouldn't be in franchising. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's that cautious optimism that I think um, that true leaders can can show and be optimistic and looking at ways to grow, but at the same time preparing their teams to be ready for the next shoe to drop. Because, as we said yeah. at the top of the show, there will be a, there will be another crisis. We don't know when, but there will be some type of crisis. How do we prepare the people within our franchise systems to? How do we prepare them without sounding like the sky is falling and 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 getting everyone in a frenzy and frightened.
1: Yeah. So I, um, and you know this because you and I have a, a long-term great relationship, but I'm a big believer in feeding my mind and my spirit with positive quotes. And we have a big, long hallway here at the Propel Brands corporate office filled with about 180 quotes about positive mental attitude and goal-directed behavior and perseverance and resilience and never stopping learning, all those important things that build real strength in human beings. And the one that was bestowed upon me, I mean, it really is a, a God thing. The one that fell in my lap as I walked down the hall and saw it, even though it had been there for four years, was a Zig Ziglar quote that said, expect the best, prepare for the worst, and capitalize on what comes. And that became our mantra throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. Expect the best, prepare for the worst, capitalize on what comes. And we led our franchisees through that pandemic and they benefited from that mindset. So I would say we should all expect the best. We will be far more successful with a positive outlook than we will a negative outlook. But was prepare a... for the worst.
0: Yes, there was a quote you shared at the uh, IFA convention just a couple of months ago that I love about calmness is a power and not overreacting is important. Right. And I think Calmness is power. Yeah, I think
1: nobody can have confidence in a leader who panics. Panic is a sign of weakness, right? So it's it calmness is power and it's good to never overreact. But I also tell you that this careful watchfulness about what may come. I mean, heck, maybe we don't get in a recession for five more years. Wouldn't that be a wonderful blessing? Yes. Maybe some of my franchisees and all of our brands would say, boy, why did they start telling us to prepare for a recession way back in, you know, 2022? I would rather have it be that way than them to be like, holy shit, it's a recession. What do we do, right? So I even think back to, you know, January of 2020, I was seeing articles and hearing stories about this virus in China and then in Italy. And I'm blessed to have a lot of friends uh, and uh, a lot of business associates and a lot of mentors. Uh, And one of my friends and mentors who does a lot of business in China said, this is coming and it's much bigger than you think. So in February, I was telling my team, my executive team, We need to be prepared. We need to get the training in place now in case we have to go virtual. Not for the staff only, but the staff and the franchisees. And we need to be prepared on how we're going to support our franchisees if travel is not allowed. And I had executives say, you are out of your friggin' mind. You're overreacting. You're panicking. And I said, no, I am not. I am planning. And so in February, we created a whole guideline workbook for our franchisees on how to use google workspace and google meets and how which employees could very easily be remote and how to manage those employees remotely so that all you needed to have was your essential production workers actually physically at your location at your fast signs and even though i had pushback in february you know sometimes you you ask for things and you just say, cause I say so. And that's like CEO privilege. But so we got everybody ready. And we had also been before that, cause we, we keep perfecting our, how to handle a recession document and update it for different uncertainties. It's not necessarily called a recession document. Sometimes we have the, the title how to thrive no matter what the uncertain times, right? I mean, it's the same principles as if how do you manage through a recession, right? And we had been polishing that anyway. And we got that out to our franchisees with the title, stay prepared amidst the spread of the coronavirus, right? On March 5th, that said, here are all the things you need to do. We didn't even know about the health stuff, but just prepare for the worst, manage your cash, be prepared to go virtual if you need to go virtual, Um, And so I think that as leaders, it's important for us to maintain that optimism, but also be constantly reading, watching, listening, talking to our networks about what might the next crises or negative bump in the road be.
0: I think by preparing so many things during the pandemic that you did with your brands and your network, um, not only did you get them through that time and maybe for whatever the next crisis is, But you're also setting up in place businesses that could be considered, um, I I don't know if we want to use the word recession-proof or pandemic-proof, but maybe it's more crisis-proof, right? You've set things up where we know how to go virtual if we have to. And we know how to, um, uh, we've, we've trained our people and prepared them to And I don't like this word, but I'll use it one more time, pivot to a new direction when we have to. And I think not just reacting to the last crisis, but getting everyone ready for the next three or four crises is something that I don't see a lot of brands um, in or outside of franchising doing a great job with. But I think you and a few others have really pushed that forward and, and really turned your businesses and your industries into something that a new franchisee could look at and say, they did pretty well during the past two crises. And if I'm going to change my life and make a big investment, it's not going to be with somebody who has failed a few times. It's going to be with a business that even in the worst of times came out okay. So I think, I think there's something there that a lot of people could maybe use a little guidance from you on how to recession-proof or crisis-proof their systems and their and their franchisees.
1: Well, I'm going to say thank you for that that kind compliment, and we really worked hard to to have that kind of effect on all of our brands, franchisees, and every member of the International Franchise Association, every one of their franchisees. I'm going to say that I also think that um, mindset is key um whether we call it resilience or perseverance or the ability to stay calm in tough tough circumstances and one of the things that i started on uh, monday march 16th as i walked right into my video studio and you know cut a video for our franchisees about hey something's going on we're going to be here we're going to start weekly calls the first one is this thursday We're going to be studying, we're going to be ready, but we're going to stay calm. And then every single week or a year and a half, I did weekly motivational videos, whether it's, you know, five common characteristics of highly successful people or finding and developing your courage or relentlessness or fortitude or grit or 20 ways to improve your mood, the big power of small wins and creating small wins to psychologically get you and your team positive, you know, how to make a difference in the world with encouragement and kindness, all those kinds of things. And so I would just go in the, I'd I'd get, I'd spend my Sunday night thinking what really was like, what is going to move me today? I would then do the research. I would write my bullet points. I go in the studio on Monday afternoon and my motion graphic designer would add any edits and quotes and verbs, verbiage that I wanted in it. And every Thursday we sent that thing out, right? And then we started sharing them with the IFA and the IFA was sharing those with all of their members. Then we started doing special IFA versions of those. But I still today, in fact, I'm gonna gonna tell you, just this week, uh, my team uh, posted an article I wrote on LinkedIn called Five Pandemic Lessons for Business and Communities to Thrive in Times of Uncertainty. Uh, And a woman who I've never met Posted a comment, I'm getting choked up about how much my videos changed her life. And that's a big deal. Like it's that mindset. And the more that we can teach our teams, our franchisees, our franchisees' employees, our children, our families, our friends, to develop that mindset of resilience, to develop that, to develop their courage to develop their relentlessness, the relentlessness, the more we will all be successful no matter what comes.
0: And I think that's the magic of being able to amplify your voice using technology and platforms now that you might think you're speaking to a finite audience, your teams, your franchisees, and maybe some of their workers and friends But you never know who else, someone you've never met before. You never know how much your words are going to touch that person because you don't know what else is going on in that person's world in the middle of a crisis as well.
1: And I had my team create a YouTube channel for me, youtube.com forward slash Catherine Monson. And I just put all my motivational videos out there. Why? Because that's that same thing. Somebody may stumble across it. Somebody I don't know. Somebody in a different country. Uh, And then- that might help them with their mindset and with their courage, and that's a blessing to be able to do that.
0: Absolutely, you you touched so many people during that time. What touched you in the in the depths of the pandemic and the lockdowns and and the the, the government badness and the the local and federal just darkness that we that we were seeing every day? What was it that kept you uplifted and looking forward was that was it anything from a specific person or a team member or a colleague or anything that that kind of kept you going during those times
1: well and you know my story that i grew up with an abusive alcoholic mom and she told me that if i was a better kid she wouldn't have to drink and if i was a better kid she and dad wouldn't fight and I had an opportunity to realize in my early 20s that I could choose to believe her and be a victim, or I could say, nope, I'm in charge of myself and be a victor. So I have been since my mid-20s working on me, working on my mindset, working on developing positive mindset, resilience, strength, grit, determination, And so the reality is all I did was dig deep into the well I had already dug and filled. That's it. Now, I also made sure I did lots of the stuff that I teach people. Like, I worked seven days a week, probably for six and a half, seven, eight months. But every day at five o'clock, I'd go on a walk in nature. Now... That might be the neighborhood, but I swear I saw squirrels and ducks and trees and flowers and birds. But part of when I teach people, you know, self-care and being able to open your mind to good things, you also have to do self-care. You have to get rest. You need to get exercise. I was constantly exercising every day. You need to get fresh air. You need to take time for yourself. You need to distract your mind and let it rest. And so I did that every day. I I came to the office just about every day. I would leave about 4.45. I would go home and I would take an hour walk. Sometimes I would talk on the phone. More often I wouldn't. And then I'd get right back to the laptop in my kitchen and work some more. Um, Because I knew that I was responsible for my mindset. And you have to do things to keep yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually healthy.
0: Excellent. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing uh, some things that even I didn't know about you today, Catherine. So I look forward to seeing you again at an IFA event in the near future, I hope. And uh, I I just appreciate you being on the show so much today. And uh, we will chat again soon, my friend.
1: Jack, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks to you for listening to Franchise Voice from the International Franchise Association. For more information, go to franchise.org.